listening to We Watch Movies. I'm Ava. And I'm Jenna. And we watch movies! So this week we watched Malcolm and Marie, which stars just Zendaya and John David Washington. Um, so it's only a cast of two. And it came out on Netflix just recently. And it it it's it really, 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 really wants to be different. Um, and that's my first impression, um, because they started with credits. <laughs> um, okay, Jenna, what were your initial thoughts? It was quite the hour and 40 minutes or however long this movie was, Ava. Quite the yeah, time. My- it, 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 it's too too much <laughs> it's too it, it, it would have been a good like 20 minute short film or something you know but I mean the concept was good and the writing was good except for the fact that they just dragged it on so much the acting was really good um, the cinematography was beautiful um, it's just that there was it, it went on for too long. <laughs> That's just my main gripe with it. Because, so, so if you haven't watched the movie, um, and you don't feel the desperate urge to watch the movie, it's basically just about this couple. One is a filmmaker after his first big movie just dropped in the universe. And the other one is um, his girlfriend, who the movie is, like, kind of based on. And, um, they have a lot of conversations, and then they fight, and then they make up and kind of have sex, but not, not completely, but, like, they almost do. And then they fight again, and then they start, start almost having sex again, and then they fight again, and then, basically, it's just that loop over and over again for, um, almost two hours. Um... Yeah. I watched this movie in multiple sittings just because I always watched it at odd times and I was like, oh wait, now I have to go do something else. And every time I came back to it, I was like, what changed? Nothing. We're doing the same thing again, folks. So, th- like, honestly, like what you said, this movie could have been 20 minutes and more impactful because I wouldn't have been bored. We kind of just went in circles with everything and there were probably much more efficient ways to tell the story than rinse repeat fight literally like, they just go to bed why did it take them hours to go to bed i'm sorry unforgivable you know what my favorite scene in this movie was the pure masterwork if you will um that one scene where malcolm is like a little peeved okay and he he leaves the house and just spazzes in the backyard for like two minutes. <laughs> um, it kind of reminded me of do you know in um what is it High School Musical two when Troy sings bed on it? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, um, Jenna, have you seen High School Musical two? No. Jenna! <laughs> I've been working on it. It's on my list. How freaking long is your list, Jenna? It only gets longer every time we record this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, anyways, for those of you who are listening who are actually cultured, 
Um, in High School Musical 2, when Troy goes out and sings Bet on it, and he's like just in a um, golf course and he's just running around just like dancing and stuff. Picture that except more spastic at night in like less of a- it's not a green, it's more of like a, a shrubby field. Um, oh, and then he comes and bothers his girlfriend who is taking a bath. Yeah, I hadn't realized that Netflix was on 1.25 speed for me until I saw that <laughs> scene and I was like, okay, something <laughs> is not on the I think I might need to go back and watch it on like 1.25 yeah, speed. Yeah, I'll have to go back and play it like faster. <laughs> and the music too was like, not like regular for like a scene like that it almost sounded like goofy <laughs> and it, it didn't help i i watched this with my sister and she was very excited about it because she praises zendaya and everything that she does um and so she the first as the movie started she was like oh my god it's so beautiful everything is so amazing and cinematic oh this soundtrack is genius ava are you hearing this the soundtrack is literal genius yeah so that's my that's my emmy impression anyways the, that was about her reaction to the soundtrack and i figured i would bring it that point up to you because um you're the nerd here so what did you think of the rest of the soundtrack oh uh, like okay well if we're gonna talk soundtrack the original soundtrack was fine like it wasn't that prevalent in the movie but if we're talking just like soundtrack that they chose from like pre-existing songs i thought it worked pretty well and there was always like some song in the background constantly throughout this movie and i think the ending song that like got swept into the credits as well worked really well for this movie maybe better than the movie actually worked for itself <laughs> but, uh the soundtrack was good I don't think uh, Emmy is wrong with saying that they made some really good choices. Movie should have been more like the soundtrack. Make smart choices. Um, I, one thing that was weird about the music, and this wasn't even because of the music, this was because of the characters. But like, like Marie did this one thing where she went and sat with her um, her boyfriend Malcolm at one point when she was like mad at him and just started playing a song about how uh, about. Oh, my boyfriend's trash, but I love him! And she just sat in silence. She took his cigarette away from him and started smoking it and playing this song um, that was purposefully related to their issues. And I don't know why... I, I don't know what kind of communication that was, but like... Yeah. Should we get to the heart of the matter? and talk about their relationship because that's pretty much all this movie was. <sighs> I just, I read. I wish that she actually stabbed him. <laughs> you know? I thought, I thought the movie was going somewhere and then it did it! They, like, they were oh. really pushing that idea though. I didn't think they were gonna do it but I kinda wanted them to do it. You know, I, 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 like, I, she bought, she busted out that knife and I was so sure. I was like, oh my god, it's finally happening. Like, this is what the movie was building for. And then it's just like, oh. See, I, I didn't, I didn't realize that this movie was going to be this much of a, a headache, I believe. I saw a, um, uh, 
headline call it, um, until I actually started watching it because before it came out there were a lot of people predicting that this would be an Oscar type movie, like maybe a nomination here and there, especially in terms of like best actor and best actress. Um, but like, then I saw that it was Rotten Tomatoes at like 58% and I was like, whoa, okay, this is gonna suck. And then I, I watched it and at first I was like, this is actually kind of good. And then it got really bad and I was like, oh, that's, that's where this comes from. That's why it sucks. <laughs> Like, honestly, if you can cut out a lot of the stuff in the middle, then tweak the conversations they have at the end, movie would be infinitely better. See, the thing about how this movie was written is that each of- if you took their fights, right, and you isolated them, you took, like, a couple of these scenes, you isolated them, those big, powerful fights, because they were written well, it was just- repetitive so if you took like one of those and you made a, a story that maybe had a couple other characters because you can still you can still be different and stand out and stuff if you're black and white and everything just add another character that doesn't matter nobody cares if you have more than two characters um anyways you take one of those scenes and you put it into a movie just one it would have been very powerful but the- it just- everything got less powerful, and it just made you hate both of the characters and lose all sympathy for all of them, because it was just over and over again the same thing. Yeah, like, this movie is definitely a test of endurance, and I was like, I didn't sign up to run a marathon here, I'm just trying to watch a movie. And it, it, it- I didn't really- get anything from it because by the time it ended I wasn't like mulling over the ideas and themes of the movie I was just like panting and like exhausted I was like oh thank god it's over <laughs> I thought they were just gonna keep fighting for forever on screen yeah and just because of the way that it was so repetitive meant that there was no like satisfying ending really because, you know, you didn't want them to stay together because you saw that they sucked, but you also didn't want them to, like, end badly, you know, because neither of those endings would have been satisfying. And so you're just sitting there, and then when it ends, you're just kind of like, eh. Like, that was, eh. And, and, and another thing about, like, how they wrote it, too, was they, they made a lot- Okay, I, I noticed that they were talking a lot about, um, how, oh, the movie doesn't have to be political, it doesn't have to be, like, about blah 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 and, and stuff. And then, and then they were like, this movie was very clearly about a lot of those themes but that the characters were, like, rejecting. Um, which, like, I, I mean, maybe it was not intended to be that way, but it very much came across that way. And then it just made me feel weird about trying to think about like the overarching themes of this movie because it felt like they were attacking the audience for thinking critically about the movie. <laughs> yeah, like just the more I tried to think about this movie, the more it actively pushed back against me. And I was like, you know what? You win, movie. If you don't want anyone to think about you or enjoy your presence, <laughs> you can have that small little box on Netflix that everyone will ignore. I'm sorry. I am done with you. Yeah, it, it made me feel bad because like, oh, well, <laughs> now I sound kind of whiny. It made me feel bad. Um, but like, because, um, you know, the two characters, they are, um, 
this black filmmaker and I was she a model or was she just an actress down on her luck because he kept mentioning oh that comment about you being a model but they didn't really explain that so I don't really know what her job was technically supposed to be but they kept bringing up like oh this white girl versus like like you know and, and they were talking about oh the white girl from the LA Times and and how um how oh they always make this about race and then like these themes and stuff but then when you start thinking about it you're like oh this is talking a lot about what it's like to be oh it's like this is what it's like to be a black filmmaker for them they always talk about how it's political blah blah blah. and then it makes you feel bad for having those thoughts because it's like oh now you're thinking that this movie is political and um yeah i feel like it was very aggressive towards its audience and anybody who wanted to think critically about it which i think can't help any sort of movie yeah and the sort of problem i have with it is even if you as like a creator of a movie and you have some part in making a movie even if you don't actively say i'm going to make this movie political in any sort of way anything you make really says something especially because multiple people are putting their lives into making this product and just any movie says something like i can't really look at any movie and be like oh this is just a movie it doesn't say anything there are some movies that are a lot more shallow and don't say that much but like they do something same with this movie it's saying something and in a sense it is political just by existing just because you don't have the premeditated thought of I am going to make this movie about this thing and it's going to be political doesn't disqualify your movie from being political so I feel like being so aggressive against people who are just trying to interpret how they feel about this movie and their thoughts and what it means to them and then pushing back against that very natural process after you watch a movie is just really stupid to me. I just find it kind of silly that this movie would say that it's not political when in a sense every movie is political in some way because every movie and every piece of art actively says something. Even if it's a really shallow piece of media, it's still going to be saying something. And if you're attacking an audience that is just naturally figuring out and interpreting how they feel about a movie, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just how it is with with art in general. When you're making art, it's gonna end up a commentary on society and the world because that's what brought about the art. And different pieces of art are gonna make different people feel different ways. And as long as you've achieved that they feel something, I feel like you're successful. And even if it's not what you intended, like, uh, you know, a, a different a different thing can strike a different chord in any person. I, that didn't make much sense because I, I don't know, I was using random words there. But like, I, I don't know, if you walked into somebody's house, a picture frame on their wall meant, means so much more to that person than it would to you. Like, you would look at the same picture and you could say, oh, that's a really pretty picture, but to them it's like a whole universe, right? And so when people are analyzing two different things, everything's going to mean different things to different people. And so when you make a movie 
um, which was the example in the in this film. He made a movie about a um, black woman who was in um, in into drugs. I guess is uh, addicted to drugs. Sorry, and uh, she was getting herself clean. And they and everybody was commenting on how it was. Oh, it's commentary on how the mental health system is um, bad for black women. I don't remember what the words they used were. I I can't speak English. Um, but if you if you make a movie about what life is like for a black woman who has to deal with the mental health system, just in the state of our world, it's it's gonna end up some people are gonna think oh that's pretty that's pretty crazy that that's how that's how these women are treated by our mental health care system and then they're gonna think oh this is an injustice and then it's gonna become political you know yeah like the the movie in the movie i mean D- did the movie in the movie have a title that i can call it by um imani i think it's just okay. called Amani. So the, the fictional movie Amani, the, I think they said it was about like shame and guilt, and like it wasn't supposed to be about like the the racial injustices of the mental health institution. But you can still use something in a movie, and while it might not be the big idea, you're still going to inherently be saying something because you're using it as a tool, and not every piece of a quote-unquote fictional story has to be fictional and even if you're just using it to point out something in a character you're still highlighting the fact that that thing that flawed part of society is influencing someone in a possibly negative way that isn't helping anyone and therefore you're shedding light to an issue which one could argue is a fairly political thing to do like just just for kicks dear listener if you look up um, Lord of the Flies symbolism essay. The amount of different theses, 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 yes, no, I don't know. Um, theses that you will get in different essays that you find will be staggering. You will find people picking apart this book, like for any little teensy weensy bit of symbolism that's in there. I know because we did that last year in English class. Um, and so it, it's like you're gonna you're gonna get people putting their own interpretations on your art no matter what. And I can see how it might be frustrating um, to think that oh the only reason they think that is because I'm black or whatever. Um, I, I I I get where that can be frustrating. It's just that I think that this this movie was very hostile. hostile. I'm sorry, like I said, I can't speak English. Um, Very hostile towards the audience that was watching it and towards anybody who wanted to actually put thought into it. Um, And so that was kind of upsetting. It made me not feel very welcome to be watching it. Which I know that the movie wasn't saying, hey, don't watch me, but like it felt kind of like it was saying, don't don't worry, don't think too much about this because, like, if you think too much about this, you're being a bad person, you know? They're like, this isn't just, like, a casual movie that you put on on a Friday night be like, oh, yeah, my Friday night movie. Like, no, like, this movie is kind of a thinker. Like, it inspires you to think about what's going on in front of you, and it's a bit of a downer. 
and not saying that all downer movies you have to think about but like this one i don't know i don't imagine someone sitting down watching this movie and being like no thoughts head empty let's move on with my life like some part of this movie is going to stick with you and make you think but the movie is then telling you to not do that yeah i don't I know it's not supposed to be a feel-good movie, but there's a difference between being a feel-good movie- Or being like a, a don't- a not- <laughs> Not being a feel-good movie and being a feel-bad movie. Like, you can you can watch a movie that just makes you sad and that's the point of the movie. A movie that makes you angry and that's the point of the movie. That's good. It should do that. That was the intention. But if you are, um... If you're watching a movie that just makes you uncomfortable as a viewer, not because it's supposed to be disturbing or something. Like, this would make you feel uncomfortable in the case that it's supposed to. It's 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 shot in a way that's supposed to make you feel out of place, and it's it's giving you this this insight into this couple that is it's uncomfortable because it's not a, it's not a happy couple, and they're saying really really gross things to each other the entire time. It's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. I get that, but just not like it doesn't feel like you're welcome to watch it and that's the big problem here or that's one of the big problems here the other one is just that they just they they just wanted a lot of they i they just really 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 wanted this to be an oscar movie and it just kind of backfired no this is either going to be a movie that somehow still gets an oscar and we're just gonna be like what are you doing or it's not gonna get anything, which it mm, like I mean I don't know about other categories, but like if I see it anywhere near like best picture or anything like that, we're gonna have a nice talk, Oscar people. Yeah, I mean the the predictions that I've seen because I, I look I've been stalking the Oscar predictions recently. Um, it has nowhere is this predicted to win best picture. It had. Um, I think it had Malcolm, Malcolm's actor was predicted 17th in the running for best actor and Zendaya was like 11th in the running for best actress. Um, and you can't exactly get best supporting characters in this one. Um, but like, I don't know, it's just they really really wanted to make it a showcase of the actor's talent, which it, it does, it does showcase how talented they are because they both are really talented and they did a really good job performing it and each of the scenes was written really well if you want to show people just how messed up it is when you're like in a relationship with a narcissist or something so i think i think malcolm was supposed to be the narcissist at least um and like you know the way that he would talk was manipulative and deceiving and disgusting and it was it, it made you mad and that was correct it's just that they kept doing it over and over again and the transitions would be so like 180 like like there was this one part marie and malcolm had seemingly made up and they were laughing and having fun and then and then marie just kind of stood up and walked away and was all mad again <laughs> and malcolm was like what the heck and then they got really mad at each other again and then they started running around the house and being mad and then they later uh, and then, and then i think malcolm goes and has some spasm and marie takes a bath and then and then they fight again and then they make up and then and then then then, then, then they fight again and then they make up and then they fight again 
And then I think- I don't know- do they make up before they go to bed? Again? They, they kind of did. And then Marie has like her whole soliloquy, soliloquy, however you say words. And she then has they so many like soliloquies. brush their teeth and stuff. And then like he says thank you, and she says you're welcome. So like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I. It was exhausting to figure this out. And see, I feel like they were trying to put years worth of messed up manipulative fights into three hours of a night and see this movie just it kept reminding me like the ways that it wanted to be different kind of reminded me of what happened like how they made Ma Rainey's um which was a phenomenal movie by the way um because Ma Rainey's is also about um you know, people struggling with their art and struggling with, like, the people in their lives, I guess. It wasn't really romance, but, um, and had, it had a relatively limited cast and a small set and a very brief time, time frame that it was set. And it was also, like, political. Like, you can't, I, I, I feel bad using this word now, but it, it, you can't really escape it at this point. It, it was clearly talking about some things even it like whether that's um domestic abuse or 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 if it's race i i don't know i, I don't know what's gonna make this movie mad at me um <laughs> but yeah so both of them were trying were ta speaking out doing a commentary on social justice issues both of them had a limited cast both of them were showcasing the talents of their actors and actresses both of them were like production design wise really pretty and everything it just it, it was just so much better in Ma Rainey's and Ma Rainey's didn't feel like it was just like the only reason it existed was because it wanted to be different you know yeah and it's frustrating because you brought up Ma Rainey's and I started thinking about like uh, stage to screen adaptations and that's not really mm -hmm. relevant for this movie but it got me thinking about how they probably could have like reshuffled like either the context or like the structure of the story and it would have just worked a lot better like they either could have really hammered in on the folks that this is one night and actually have like a lot more different transitions and have it like really progressing throughout the night instead of it just feeling like one thing is constantly blending into another where like you really like separate things and be like so this was like 1 a.m and now you have 2 a.m like you don't have to do it like that obviously but make things feel different and like more time is passing than like what really might be or you can try and have it be different nights and like each night is a different fight you know something because this didn't work and could have done something else you know the, the main problem with the plot of this movie is um well i'm gonna show it off really quick um jenna here's here's your task give the listeners a summary of this movie like the plot but don't say they fight or they make up or any other simul- uh, cinnamon- 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 cinnamon of those phrases. Okay, so Malcolm and Marie, they're a couple, and I know where you're going with this. They're a couple, they were 
uh, at the uh, Malcolm's. He he's one half of the couple, you know, Malcolm and Marie. The movie. They were at his uh, uh, movie premiere, and they come home. They come home to their place, and you know, he's all jazzed up because his movie happened and he thinks it's, it was a real hit and Marie just seems like kind of tired and she goes to like make mac and cheese and stuff and like Malcolm's like all over the place talking about his movie and eventually they start talking about how about <laughs> about his movie and people's thoughts and reviews but then things progress more into their relationship and discussions about politics and making films and you see the progression of their relationship and the secrets and betrayals that they've been hiding from each other and how they connect to the two of them and their relationship and whether or not they really love each other or not but of course they don't say that because hate and love can go in two different ways and I don't even think they know where their relationship is and they think they love each other, they think they hate each other, and all of this is kind of a mess on the screen, and no one knows where this movie is going. Wow, you made you made the movie sound a lot better than I thought I, it was going. I realized I um, accidentally did that. <laughs> because I what, when I was trying to do, rack this in my brain, and I was cutting out all the times that they fought or made it up, I, it just turned out to be, um, Malcolm Marie come home, Marie makes mac and cheese, Marie and Malcolm talk, Marie leaves, Malcolm eats mac and cheese, um, they talk again, um, I, I, and then, and then, and then I think Marie smokes, and then, and then, they make the, and then the article comes out, and then they talk, and then Marie takes a bath, and Malcolm spazzes, <laughs> and then, um, Malcolm comes back in the house, and they talk, and then, after a while of talking, um, oh, Mar Marie gives a little acting thing with a knife. That was cool. And then, and then they go to bed. But the main plot points are mac and cheese. Really, it's it's the title card of the movie, <laughs> Mac and Cheese. Malcolm and Marie over Mal mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, it, it's the problem character just, of this movie. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like this movie could have been better. Like they could have worked with the concept and made a full like a full length movie of just these two dealing with their lives if they had more catalysts. Because the ma I don't count the mac and cheese as a catalyst, even though I know that they're hangry for the rest of the movie because they're tired and hungry. Um, well, actually, no. Eventually, they both eat something, so then they're just tired. Um, but, the, I mean, the LA Times thing comes out. That's a bit of a catalyst for a conversation. But really, otherwise, it's all just them not knowing when to stop. Because they always, they fight and then they'll make up and then they'll, they'll go at it again. And it's, it, there's not actually really a catalyst and the plot doesn't actually go anywhere. Like, there's no reveals, there's no um, turning points. I, there's not really a climax, because it's just like a bunch of little climaxes where they're like, Ah, you suck! And then, I hate you! And then, oh, but I like you a lot, because you're hot, and you, you, you're, you kiss good. And then, and then, but I don't like you, because you are a gross person, and you have issues. 
But I'll make out with you now, even though you just insulted me beyond all comprehension. Oh, but actually, you suck. But I kinda love you, let's go to bed now. Like- It was whiplash. Does it- do, but, okay. Has- see, the main thing about the- like, a story is like, has something changed from the first- from the beginning of the story to the end of the story? Has anything changed? Like, over the whole story, really. No. Like, what changed? Nothing. And it's, it's just like, if, if, if you're reading, it, it just, I don't understand how, at the, like, you can pick up a plot, like, you can pick up a script and be like, yes, Oscars, when there's actually no plot there. I mean... Like say you're say you're doing an audition for a play and um you want to use one of these monologues that's fantastic great choice these are amazing monologues to do for like an audition um but if you're say trying to make a movie you can't you can't just put powerful monologue after monologue after monologue and make it the same topic for each of those powerful monologues if you if you want to, like, make something that's memorable, you know? And, like, I mean, I'm gonna go back to Ma Rainey's really quick. They had a couple of really powerful monologues in that one about completely different things every time. And they were spread out, so each of them was as powerful as the rest. But, like, every time that this couple fights, it's like every time you lose a little bit more sympathy because you don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, and... I, I was going to say, oh, well, you know, like, the the fact that things don't really change throughout the movie, that's kind of saying something about the nature of their relationship and probably something deeper, but then I remembered that this movie doesn't want to say anything at all, so I was like, nope, guess I can't give the movie <laughs> that benefit of the doubt because it doesn't want me to. Or at least it made me feel like it doesn't want me to, so there you go. I do think that this was... More so, I think more so for Zendaya than um, the other guy. What's the other guy's name? John David Washington. I feel bad because I keep forgetting his name. Um, I think more so for Zendaya than him, this was kind of a demonstration of how actually amazing of an actress she is. Because, I mean, like, I, I haven't watched Euphoria. I need to. I want to. She just won an Emmy for it. Like, congrats to her. Um... But, like, I mostly know her from Shake It Up and Spider-Man. And, I mean, Shake It Up, that's Disney Channel. You don't really act on Disney Channel. And then, um, with, with Spider-Man, the version of MJ that they had her play is just... I really don't like this version of MJ. Like, I was saying during the movie, because I wasn't actually paying attention to what she was saying at that point. I was like, the way that she's talking, like, she talks with... In this movie, she talks with purpose. And, like, she actually... When, when this character spoke, she sounded like she was trying to actually say something intelligible and with meaning. And um, the only reason it just didn't feel as poignant anymore is because she did so many of them. Um, but like she, the, the way that she spoke with purpose and with meaning and effort and everything and like passion, I guess would be the term that I was like, oh, I wish that the MCU MJ spoke with this kind of like. Um, passion because you know that character I feel like th there's she's just kind of boring too <laughs> and she's too she okay no wait 
MJ in the MCU is is okay. MJ MJ is to the MCU as um, Malcolm and Marie is to Netflix. Just way too analog. Yeah, I can see that. Like, it's like the only character trait is not like other girls. Exactly. That that's that's the definition of this movie. It's not like other movies. It, it it's has N-Lom. to get the Oscar. And Lom. <laughs> It's like happy llamas, sad llamas, not like other llamas. Wait a minute. What? N-Log stands for not like other girls? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. How many times have I talked to you and I used the term N-Log and you just didn't know what it meant? So you were just like, "Uh uh-huh. No, I thought it meant something else. And to be fair, I don't hear a lot of people say N-Log. Yeah, I say it a lot, mainly when I'm talking about MJ, because MJ bothers me. I feel like there's so many other reasons that Peter Parker could, like, be in love with her, but they just... Because, okay, minor tangent, but Peter doesn't like murders. He likes Legos. I don't... And MJ likes murders. She doesn't like Legos. And her entire character is just not like other girls. When Liz, the girl that that, um, Peter liked in the first movie, was, like, just like other girls. You know, well, I mean... You know what I mean. I, I don't mean that like every girl is the same, and I don't mean that she was a stereotype. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, but like, it, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense why he just starts liking MJ when she's like all that she does is like sit there and act like she doesn't care about things except for murders and like random social justice stuff. Which I mean, I that's like good to care about, but like it's like her only character trait is just N-Log. And I don't see why Peter Parker is attracted to that. But, like, if if MJ in the MCU spoke like Marie did, just with less of the drug addictness, like, maybe made her more wholesome and more maybe used less profanities, then I think that it would be a much better character. <laughs> Change her mind, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Zendaya is an awesome actress and stuff. I just feel like there's not much that you can do with the character that was written for her in um, the MCU. But like, I love everything else about um, about the Spider-Man movies. I like all the other ways that they changed the characters were great. Okay, I know that they were trying to do different things with them, and like they made Aunt May younger and stuff, and they changed a lot about all the characters. I just don't like how they changed MJ. Sorry. That aside, because Spider-Man is really not that related to this. Um, what are you talking about, Ava? They're totally related. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Wait. What is this? What is this other guy in? Because the whole time I felt like I recognized him, but I just didn't know where from, and I didn't bother looking him up. I know he's in Tenet, and I know he's been in other things, and I still haven't watched Tenet. But the library just got a DVD, so y'all know my next video is gonna be a review of that. Okay. Bye. Yeah, I did not watch Tenet. Um, but that seems to be the only other title that I recognize in um 
in his uh what what's it what's oh, it what's it called clansman i didn't see that oh well that's what i know him from i saw that oh okay um yeah it's it just this movie bothered me i had such high hopes for it the, the, I, I mean, I, I wasn't disappointed in terms of cinematography, which I feel like we barely talked about this whole time. The cinematography was beautiful. Yeah. Like, even though I didn't like the things that the cinematography was, like, capturing, mm. I, I liked the cinematography itself. I think they, they used a lot of, like, oneers and stuff, um, and that kind of made it feel... Like it, it made I, I, it made me feel tired. It made me feel tired for them, and I think that was definitely a purposeful choice. Um, it it, fe- it, it made it feel very exasperated, I guess, because they both seemed very exasperated. So the way that they were filming the different shots very much reflected how the characters were feeling. Like you know that one scene where they the first time they make up, the first time, <laughs> and they start like you know cuddling or whatever and <laughs> um and marie is talking to malcolm and like they they have overlapping shots of them some of them she's talking some of them it's just a voiceover and they're just like enjoying themselves you know i think and then and then you contrast that with like all those scenes where it's just like the one or you know the one shot type thing where it's just these long like panoramic shots and and um i feel bad commenting on the way that they filmed it too because mr malcolm here he was mad about the about the um girl from the la times commenting about how how he used a, a long, a quote, long steady cam shot. And he's like, it's a dolly. And I feel like I'm going to get something wrong and then I'm going to get yelled at by Malcolm. <laughs> it's okay, Ava. Malcolm's not real. He can't hurt you. <laughs> um, but I also liked how they did a lot of, like, the wanners too. Because mm-hmm. it would help you, like, feel, like, the distance between the two characters, too. And there would be, like, shots where, like, Marie would be on a smoke break and Malcolm would be off doing something in the bushes. I don't know. And they'd be, like, they'd both be outside of the house, but they'd be in, like, two separate parts of the house. But the shot would have both of them in it. So you could really, like, feel the emotional distance between the two characters. And I thought that was really well done. Yeah, like, they they spent a lot of time making the movie pretty. Um... If I'm only saying positive, okay, let's try, let's try, uh, only, only say positive, a uh, positive review in a couple sentences. Okay, so, Malcolm and Marie is a movie that is very pretty and has several scenes that are independently good and is acted very well. Okay, Jenna, your turn. Um, it used black and white very effectively. It, it looked very nice. And Malcolm and Marie focused on something that wasn't always pretty and did something with it. And 
highlighted the <laughs> talents of two individual actors and what they can do when they're in a house with just each other and the script that they have. And it, it made mac and cheese look good. I love that house. That house... Okay, I know it's not like commenting on your amazing review that you just wrote. Um, the house... Oh my god, I want that house. Because it was like somewhere between super modern and stylish and like cozy. Like it was both at the same time because I know sometimes you don't want uber cozy house but sometimes you want a cozy house and it was like both and it was so pretty and I liked all the stone and stuff and the, the, the patios and the view. It was so pretty and I want that house. We should do a channel field trip to that house and then when our channel Leave blows up and we get so big <laughs> or make it all the money we should buy that house. <laughs> oh my god yeah. um <laughs> i it's just it's just a very, very nice house it's a very nice house um it's probably like 90 million dollars i was look I, I every once in a while i go on zillow and i click on like Beverly Hills or somewhere, and I set the minimum to like 90 million dollars, right? <laughs> and I just start looking at the houses that I'll never be able to afford, and <laughs> they're so pretty. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I want a house like that. Yeah, I don't know. I've never considered what house I would want. But that was a nice house. Yeah. Um, okay. So. I, th okay, so, 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 do you think that they released this when they did? Because it was, like, close to Valentine's Day and it was, like, about a relationship and they wanted people to, like, <laughs> they wanted people to reconsider their own relationships before Valentine's Day. And it's like, oh my god, all you people in toxic relationships, do, do your significant others say things like this to you? Well, then maybe you have a problem. Um, and, and that's, like, why they released it then? Maybe? Well, Ava... That would be making the movie political, and we can't do that. <gasps> but I mean, I don't know. And it's also pretty interesting because I thought I read somewhere that like this movie was like done almost like completely during the pandemic, in some sense. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of interesting because it all took place mostly like in a house with two people that are literally and like metaphorically like stuck together. Yeah. And like after almost like a year of doing this, I feel like there are a lot of relationships that could be kind of in this, like, not great position between, like, hating each other, but also, like, loving each other and always fighting because there's really no escape from it, but at, you wake up the next morning and there's nowhere else to go and you only have the person you've been living with. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You could probably also interpret it that way. That's what I did until this movie made me feel bad for doing that. Yeah, I mean, this whole pandemic, I've just felt really bad for anybody who has a bad home life. And I mean, if you have a bad home life and you're listening to this, I am very sorry for you. Um, like, that, that, that I can't imagine, like, anything, like, like worse um, than being trapped in a house with people that don't 
care about you that like you you don't feel safe around especially like that that is pretty terrible and I, I know that there are definitely a lot of people who are in that kind of situation and at the beginning of the pandemic I was like wouldn't it be kind of a cool movie if somebody just made a movie about a couple in a pandemic that's like in an abusive relationship and um the, uh, like the victim can't leave because they, um, because it's a pandemic or something, and they're stuck. Um, and then this movie came out, and now I'm kind of rethinking that as, like, oh, that would be a good idea. No, it probably wouldn't be. I mean, it could probably be a good idea if done right, which this short movie film wasn't really done right. It would be short interesting film. to see, like, the cracks form in a relationship like that, and how when you don't have your regular places to go and, like, the people you can hide behind when it's just the people in a relationship, how fast or how much it could crumble and how things could go. I mean, I, I can't really be one to speak on it. I've never been in any sort of relationship that's romantic or anything like that, and my home life is fine, so I don't know. I don't want to speak too much about that because I wouldn't know anything, but... I think it could do people a lot of good to kind of, if depending on how you do it, to kind of like give people a chance to see it and be like, hey, this is you. There's something that might have to be done. Mm-hmm. I just, I just saw, um, I think it's my favorite I know this is off topic, but I, th I think this is my favorite headline of a review that I've seen for this movie so far. It's um, by K. Austin Collins at Rolling Stone. Um, his, his review is... Uh, it's not really a headline, but... Turn the movie off at the 20-minute mark, and you can ultimately still say you've seen the entire thing. Pretty slow. I think that's more that, succinct than that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty much in a, in a nutshell right there. Like, uh, I, I mean, there were a lot of um. I, I remember I was watching this movie and I looked at because uh, my sister like she was like talking about she was so excited to see this movie and she was like Ava I hear that Zendaya might get an Oscar for this movie and then I looked it up and I was like. It, 58% probably not Emmy. I was like, I'm looking at the headlines right now, probably not. And see, Emmy had a lot of issues with the movie Devil All the Time, and I know I've brought it up on the podcast before, but I'm gonna again because I liked it, Emmy didn't. Um, but that movie got like a high 60s and this movie got a high 50s, and I like, just early on in the thing I was like, hey, hey, the movie you didn't like scored higher than this movie that you were really excited about, like, sucks to suck. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's more, it's kind of the battle of the stands because Emmy stands Zendaya and then I stand Tom Holland, if you haven't noticed. And, um, so I, I love and support any movies that he makes and she loves and supports any movies that she makes. Um, I feel like the only person that she might stand a little bit more is Emma Watson. I can see that. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly a little surprised that we talked for as long as we did, because there really wasn't 
that much to talk about. It's not like there were so many different plot points that we could go through. Like, this movie is just like one big, long, overlapping fight scene with occasional makeups and makeouts and such. Seeing as we um, are not allowed to speak about, um, you know, whether or not this movie is political, I'm really surprised that we stayed on topic as much as we did. I know, like the one time we're on topic. If, if this is the first time that you've listened to our podcast, we go on tangents a lot. Um, and you tuned into a good first episode. But also, it's kind of a deceiving first episode, because we're not usually this eloquent. We're not usually this um, on topic. So that's cool. Um, if you're not listening to this on YouTube, you could check out our YouTube channel. Jenna just made a cool movie. Or, <laughs> cool oh video. God, I wish I was that productive, Ava. <laughs> she made a cool video about um, the comparing To All the Boys, like the book and the movie. Which is interesting, because To All the Boys 3 is coming out soon, and we will be doing that on the podcast. Um, and then this weekend, I am I am gonna upload a video about the end of WandaVision. I know that it's not Valentine's related, but I made a video about WandaVision the first time, um, after the first two episodes came out. I loved it. Um, and yeah, so I'm gonna make another video about it now that I know what's going on more. <laughs> um, also... Film Theory recently had a video about WandaVision, and we stand Film Theory, so... It's the only people we follow on YouTube. Yeah, we, we are subscribed to one us. channel. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I, I'm making a video about that. If you're listening on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, duh. But also, you can listen to us on other platforms, and those will be li linked in the description box below. Um, so if you want to check us out, if you want to listen to us on Spotify or, um, other podcast places that I can't remember off the top of my head, because there's a bunch, um, they will be in the description. So check them out. Um, say hi over there. I mean, not like really, but just like, if you want to turn on the podcast and say hello after Jenna goes hello, um, you can. It, it oh would, my gosh, it would make if you do that, that would be great. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, anyways, guys, thank you for listening to this whole thing. Um, it might have been more productive just to listen to this instead of watching the actual movie, because I think that we had more of a plot going on here, to be honest. True. Um, and we're, and we're shorter, so, yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for listening. Jenna, do you have anything to add? Uh, if you don't watch this movie, you're not really missing anything, but if you don't watch this podcast, then I think you're missing something. <laughs>